0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. I am Farley Betts. That's at Farley Betts on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My human name, my human side, is Chris R. Farley. And always a pleasure, always grateful to be with you here on this Laying the Points podcast every week. Got some exciting things to talk about on this podcast. Also going to navigate something that we've talked about before. On this podcast, I've had my wife on this podcast before. She's a psychologist, clinical psychologist, specializes in behavioral modification. And I've always been into psychology. It's kind of how I handicap sports. I want to talk a little bit about mental health on this episode of Laying the Points, along with my takes and angles and leans on the December 7th NBA slate tomorrow. And then we'll get into some exciting news, a big announcement. From your boy, Farley Betts, on what's coming in the future, what I'm going to be offering in the future. Very exciting news, and we'll get to that in a second. You can catch me on the US NBA show Monday through Wednesday at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. You can catch me on the Bet US NFL show Thursdays at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can catch me at the 33rd team all the time, Monday and Thursday on our betting shows my weekly articles between the lines and to fade or not to fade every single week, as well as my best bets in college football and the NFL. Our teaser of the week has hit four weeks in a row now on a roll as far as they go. One and two last week in best bets, but the teaser hit. And obviously you can catch me right here at the odds breakers with laying the points. I sell premium picks here as well. Check them out or you can DM me anytime. If you're interested in our premium picks, this is not me praising myself, but this is going to be an appropriate segue, because I'm going to start off talking about my performance in the NBA last night, which was a very poor result for myself and my customers. But before I talk about that, let me just remind you guys, kind of a segue into the mental health stuff too. It's been, I mean, self-praise stinks, right? But it's been a bit of a meteoric rise for yours truly. Because when I got the opportunity to start writing and contributing here at the Oddsbreakers, you know, Kiev said, hey, at least contribute one article per week. I contributed about five to 10 articles per week. I mean, in two years, I have almost, I think it's over a thousand different pieces of content between podcasts. And articles here at the Oddsbreakers. Why? Because I've always been very passionate about sports betting. I decided to turn it into something that I could monetize and be a producer of instead of just a consumer of two years ago. And it's worked out. 2021 circuit contest finished in fifth place. Hit at 57% for two straight years in the NBA. 58% one year, 56% the next. Average 57%. Over 130 units won. Been doing some good things in the sports betting world. Probably the reason why I have an audience for this podcast, right? But, like any handicapper, you got some ups and downs. You got some off years. This year in the NFL, eh, very up and down. Some weeks I'm in the black, some weeks I'm in the red. Some weeks I'm in the black, some weeks I'm in the red. Still plenty of time to win a contest, to finish way in the black. But so far, not quite as efficient as I was last year. The NBA last night. So far, the NBA has been going pretty well. I started off really hot. But last night, 0-6. We'll talk about that a little bit. Be very transparent about what happened there. I mean, I'm still quite befuddled about it all but it did happen. Now I was hitting about 54 to 55% before last night. Now I'm hitting at 52%. Now I'm just barely in the black because lost quite a few units when you go 0 and 6. And what happens from a mental health perspective, you know, what happens as much as I've had success in this industry, what happens is, I mean, I already put a lot of pressure on myself because I'm already a perfectionist. That's not like, a humble brag or anything it's just the way i am when i played basketball growing up play hours and hours every day i thought i was going to go into the nba just because of my work ethic turns out i'm six two i can't jump uh <laughs> so wasn't going to happen but that's how i do everything intensity determination and i don't give a shit what anyone else says that's always how i'm going to do things that being because i think it yields the best results And I think I've proven that over and over again. But it doesn't mean that I'm immune to regression, right? Or to variance, as people will say. People just use variance as an excuse for their losses. But there's damn sure some volatility in the NBA right now. So let's start with last night. Raptors, great spot at home, off extended rest, facing a Celtics team that has been historic, no doubt about it. This is a loss that I can... I I didn't get that worked up about because it's still the Celtics. Their offensive efficiency has been over 120 for a few weeks now, I believe. That's historic, guys. Offensive efficiency rating in the NBA advanced stats is a very accurate data point. Over 120 is insane. But they've been doing that for quite some time now. But last night was a tough spot for them. They just played a tough game on Sunday against the Nets on the road. Another road game at Toronto against a good, a real good Toronto team that was finally healthy, I took the Raptors. Raptors still couldn't handle the Celtics. I took the Heat plus two and a half and then doubled down and took the Heat minus four. Why? I already liked the Heat plus two and a half. Even though it was in Memphis, the Heat just showed on Friday that they're one of the only teams maybe that can hang with the Celtics. They beat the Celtics in overtime. Heat finally getting healthy. And then the Grizzlies players announced, or the Grizzlies team announced, that they're going to start a lot of their stars. John Morant sat, Desmond Bain has been out, Jaron Jackson Jr. sat, didn't matter. The Heat faced with their starters, the Heat, as healthy as they have been all season, faced the Grizzlies, beat team, and lost by margin. There was a stretch in the fourth quarter for about four minutes. Where the Heat put up like four total points. The Grizzlies couldn't make a shot, kept turning it over, and the Heat just could not take advantage. Folks, you can't handicap that, right? You you just can't. You got to remove yourself personally from it. Easier said than done for me, but you have to. I bet on the Warriors. I bet on totals in the Warriors game three different times. Why? Because they've been explosive on offense. Why? because there's been a lot of evidence that this team is coming together. They're stringing together wins. They're putting up a bunch of points. Their offensive efficiency is high. Their pace is high. And when they play at home, they're explosive. They're facing a Pacers team who has a number one tempo in the NBA over the past few games. They always play at a fast pace. So tempo creates tempo, right? Kind of cultivates each other. Didn't happen. 0 3 I'm admitting this and I'm talking about this because we live in this crazy world nowadays. And I'm not telling you anything by saying this, where everybody wants instant gratification, right? And while that's all good and fine, people, most people can find it. You know, you search hard enough because it's, it's, it's everywhere, right? We live in the first world, folks. Like we're we're doing pretty well compared to the rest of the world. Even if you're like a low-income family, you're still doing well. If you compare it to the rest of the world, it's just a fact. And we have all of our satisfactions and indulgences and pleasures every single day. And winning every single day is something that maybe I've gotten a little too used to, right? Because when you start winning and when you accomplish things in this industry, I already put pressure on myself, like I said, but now there's even more pressure. Now there's even more pressure on me as a handicapper to win. Of course, I want to win for my own money, for my own bankroll, but I'm giving out picks. People are taking my picks. People are paying me for my picks, and I'm losing them money. That sucks. That's a new level of sucks. And let me just backtrack a little bit, because I don't think I've talked about this very much. I'm not sure how many of you know this about me. But let me talk about this, this rise in the betting industry and kind of where I come from. There's a reason why I'm pretty defiant. Like there's some OG handicappers and betters who try and teach me things, which I appreciate. Of course, I listen to many of them and I, I hear them out. But I come from a very, very, very humble youth. My dad made under $30,000 a year virtually the whole time I was growing up. One year, I think it was my 11th birthday, I got a Ronald Reagan documentary, VHS, for my birthday. Probably like eight bucks. My middle name is Reagan, but that's all my parents could afford. We ate spaghetti three times a week because it was cheap. Spaghetti, hot dogs, chicken soup, stuff like that. My mom got her RN, became a registered nurse, dean's list. Smart woman could have had a great career, but they moved from Jersey to Pennsylvania. She never transferred her license, chose to be a stay at home mom, married my dad, combined household income of 30 grand a year. I always knew that I didn't want to have that financial insecurity in my life. But when I face any sort of financial insecurity, it really hits home with me. And it really hits home with me, especially when I think I'm contributing to others' financial financial insecurity, like my customers or clients, or like people who listen to me on these free NFL and NBA shows. Like, I think people, this is going to sound like a humble brag too, but I think people kind of look at me or maybe listen to me and they think I was like the popular guy in school. Somebody who's maybe had silver spoon, couldn't be anything further from the truth. My ancestors were coal miners, which is another form of slavery, by the way. And I come from a hardworking blue collar background. And every fucking thing that I created in my life, of course, I stand on the shoulders of many who supported me along the way, but I created a lot of this for damn sure. I entered 18, the military knew I had to get out of that small town environment, Learn things about the world. Then I studied theology and philosophy after the military. Was really good in those studies, you know, 4.0, all that shit. But realized theology and philosophy doesn't pay much. Even a PhD in philosophy, you ain't getting paid much. And that scared me. Of course, I already had a son at that point, mistake turned blessing in my Air Force years. So I looked for job security. I looked for financial security. I got a master's from American University that connected me with a great government opportunity. And I've been in the government ever since. I have a nine to five that requires 40 hours a week from me. Eh, maybe 30 hours a week. Eh, maybe some weeks, 20 hours a week. (laughs) The stereotypes about the government are true folks. You don't really, you know, some offices are different than others, but you can, the work-life balance is pretty sweet. But I worked hard to get there and for that financial security. And it afforded me the opportunity to search for a greater dream. And I experimented with so much stuff, guys. I mean, I got my real estate license. I took acting classes, a lot of acting classes, very invested in film. I took screenwriting classes. I thought maybe that would be my side gig. That'd be something that I would develop as my acting prowess, kind of my dream for a long time. But then one day, right before COVID hit, this was in 2020. I said to myself, what do I do every single day? What do I love and do every single day? And maybe I can monetize or turn into a career. So I reached out to Kiev here at the Osbergers, got my first opportunity, and I turned something that could have been whatever into gold. And I give myself a lot of credit for that because I should, right? We have to give ourselves credit for the hard work that I've done. Even if others are giving you an opportunity, it ain't them pushing it ain't them pushing out the content, right? You got to put got to yourself in the back. Two years, I've worked hard to get to this point in the sports betting industry, very hard. But when you win and when you have a meteoric rise of sorts, a lot is expected of you. And I put a lot on my plate. But I don't think, here's the crux of it. I don't think because I have a lot on my plate is the reason why I'm not doing as well this season. I think there's just some really unpredictable things happening. Like last night, all those games I just explained to you in the NBA, does any of that make sense? Does any of that fall in line with the patterns and observations that we're seeing from these teams? No. So you can't take it personally, but it's it it does get hard for me. And just to share something transparently with all of you, and maybe you can learn something from this or maybe take something from this and be more transparent with your friends and family and and others in your career, I've had a tough year. I mean, my wife is pregnant and she's had a tough pregnancy. We were hoping to refinance this house with my VA loan. We couldn't use the VA loan initially because we own my other house. We switched houses, one circa, very grateful, blah, blah. But we were hoping to refinance this house with my VA loan, free up some cash, pay off the taxes to that circa win with that cash. Didn't happen. Why? No matter what side you're on politically, the economy kind of sucks right now, folks kind of sucks. You can't refinance, doesn't make sense. So I couldn't free up cash that way. So now these other gigs and other things, other ways that I'm earning, which I'm very grateful for, and, all, and almost all of it has to go toward taxes. So again, I'm feeling this financial insecurity, right? And I know you, if you're listening to this, you're probably, let's face it, I I, I welcome all listeners. I'm talking to all of you, but let's face it, the most common listener it's probably 35 and he's a dude, right? Who watches a lot of sports. And you know how it is, man. Like you put in a bet, which is an elective process, by the way. That's discretionary spending. You don't have to make that bet, but you choose to make a bet. Hopefully your wife or your partner or your somebody knows about it. Maybe they don't. And then you got to explain yourself when it loses, right? So right now I'm at this point where I should be swimming and enjoying the financial pleasures of life and all the success I've had. And it's not happening as much. Right. It's that is tough. That's a tough thing in the betting industry. That's why you do it. Right. To, to make extra money. To capitalize on opportunities that that are leveraged from your understanding of sports and sports betting. Right. It's a it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic feeling to win and to know what's gonna to have to feel like you know what's gonna happen in the next game. On top of all that, my best friend was Steve, the guy that I've had on this podcast all last year during the NFL. Me and Steve did a lot of things together. If I had to go get a beer, watch football at any point, Steve was the guy. We're not we're not friends anymore. You know, like that's sucked. And it has an effect for sure. And I'm not going to get into what happened there. I don't think I was in the wrong at all. I really don't. Um, love Steve. Wish the best for him, but I haven't talked to him now in probably two months. You know, it's crazy. I mean, the, the, so all of us, while we make our bets or handicappers, while they're putting out their bets and they're putting themselves out there, out there to be criticized and scrutinized, we're living our own lives with all kinds of other shit going on, right? Most of us don't have the convenience to make this into our full-time gig right now. Not with the things that we're responsible for and and accountable for. But yeah, we put ourselves out there, or, or even you, Joe Better, who doesn't put yourself out there, but you have to explain it to your spouse, your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and it can really be taxing. I mean, nobody gets mad at a meteorologist, right? It's going to be sunny and 70 degrees, folks, 10% chance of rain. And then three o'clock hits and there's a huge storm that lasts for two hours. I don't see people yelling at meteorologists on Twitter. Why? Because we expect some variance. We expect some unpredictably unpredictable results when it comes to the weather. And the same thing goes for the human element in sports. But that's what's so frustrating, right, about these dorks who just like type stuff in and they're like, this is what this is in the sports betting world. And they have like no personality. They have no edge on human behavior. Like it's frustrating to hear these to hear a lot of the sports bettors or so-called sports bettors in our world who are not talking about their losses, only talking about their wins, inflated personalities. Right. That's how they're getting new followers that's how you know or or maybe they're getting followers in other superficial ways and then you and then you have people who really care about the sports betting industry, winning their clients or customers and the struggle starts and it's tough and then in this industry too there's like the job security part of it right like these are all gigs because of the instant gratification world that we're in there's there's no promise that you're going to get these gigs for the rest of your life you're going to have this extra income coming in for your family. There's no promise about that. So you feel added pressure to perform well on these shows. On the US NBA show when I don't do well, oh, I'm pissed. I expect to be at the top of the leaderboards and everyone's like, uh, this isn't a competition. Bullshit. Any better who tells you they're not competing with other betters, don't trust that guy or gal. Bullshit. You want to be the best better. If you don't want to be the best better, if, if you don't want to have a better win rate than others in, in this industry, then I don't know why you're in this industry. You're just While well, you're just accepting mediocrity. So again, I choose to have this intense disposition about me. It has worked. But it ain't going to work 100% of the time. And the really important thing to do at moments like this, this is why I'm being very transparent with all of you. Like not to make excuses, right? Like if I'm putting out picks, then they better be the best picks that I can possibly give. And there's probably like everybody, you know, a lot of people like to say, well, the reason Chris, why you're not doing well is, or or you're not doing as well, because you're doing pretty well, Chris, but you're not doing as well. Is because, well, the Steve partnership, and you're so busy. Fuck you. You, you don't have any idea where you're, anybody who says that has no idea what they're talking about. Because people love to isolate and say, this is the one reason why this happened. That is never true. No one thing in this world happens for one reason. Ever. Ever. It's never one reason. There are myriad factors that results in any given event or consequence in anything in life, right? Like you don't break up with somebody because of one reason. I don't like their nose, you're out of here. No, you could probably live with it if everything else was good, you know? So it's worth it to step back, evaluate. And as, as far as sports betting goes, and for me specifically in the NBA, I'm gonna look for more derivative plays because maybe they're more predictable. Maybe they're, it's more obvious, at least from an observational standpoint or a data point, what you can look at in derivative bets. I'm going to bet fewer plays, at least for the this period of time until the NBA starts showing me more consistency. And I'm going to decrease my unit sizes. And every now and then, I might bet contrarian. I might bet on the opposite of what I think is going to happen just to be humble before the volatility that we're seeing. Not going to put a lot of units on it, but I might do that here and there. Why? Because oftentimes this year and this season in the NBA, what makes sense is not the result. About the only consistent team right now is the Boston Celtics, and they are screaming for negative regression because you can't, you can't be offensively efficient over 120 rating the whole season, folks. Like that's not going to happen, you know. And if it does happen, it'll be the one time in history that it happens. Admitting that you're wrong, admitting that you've been wrong, admitting that you have losses, admitting that you have to step back and reevaluate some things means that you are secure in who you are. You're a confident person. If you can't admit it when you're wrong or you can't be open with your feelings and transparent, then you're probably a very insecure person. I clapped back at a troll on Twitter, I think it was Saturday. You know, basically saying that if this bitch said that to me in person, I would knock them out. <clears throat> I don't regret saying that. You know, in this industry, we have to be professional and appropriate at all times. Meanwhile, there's trolls and critics out there who are just waiting in the weeds to pick you apart if you do one thing wrong, right? Fuck that. You know, the Westboro Baptist Church, that crazy church, they used to protest at military funerals telling people that their sons and daughters who just died in war were going to go to hell you know what stopped that it wasn't being appropriate and professional and staying quiet Uh, stay above it guys be above the negativity no that's not what stopped it A, a, a biker gang mostly of veterans used to show up at those funerals and they stood in front of those military funerals And made sure that nobody went inside or protested at those funerals. They imposed themselves, imposed their will. Look, I'm not the enforcer. I'm not the police here. But guys, there's some significant bullying and mental health bullshit that happens on Twitter, on TikTok. Block it. Don't put up with it. Call it out. Put these people on blast. It ain't okay. There's nothing about it that's okay. It can really affect your psyche. Everybody has families. Everybody has things going on. Financial securities and insecurities themselves, it's tough. And like you can always tell when somebody's overcompensating. Like, that's why I don't, I don't clap back at tweets like that, because I have nothing to overcompensate for, guys. I mean, I don't think I'm Brock Lesnar. But I, you know, but I know that I have a tough, a toughness to me and a manhood to me. Like, I don't, I don't have to overcompensate for that. Right? Like, I listen to Adele. I listen to Taylor Swift. And I don't feel like less of a man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Guys and girls like that who sit there on the computer, like keyboard warriors, they're searching for something, guys. They're terribly insecure. Be humble before this industry. Take a step back if you need to. Don't think you have to take advice from anybody. There's a lot of like OG handicappers, the old heads of handicapping that think they know everything that they have all the probabilities figured out and they have no clue. They have no idea about the human element. They can't consider or handicap or evaluate human nature or human behavior to save their fucking lives. You know, find the handicapping approach that fits you, humble yourself and move on. And get over it. I woke up pissed this morning, but it's 1 p.m. and I'm over it. Because you have to have mercy on yourself and you have to have humility before this industry. I'm not gonna hit 58% every year, right? I've been saying that. Maybe I'm starting to experience that a little bit this year. But it's a long NBA season, and we're gonna try our damnedest to get back to where we always are. Speaking of which, the NBA season, and then I'm gonna make my little major announcement at the very end. Let's talk very quickly about the December seventh slate. Thanks for listening about my transparency, or my transparent approach to this podcast about my life, my insecurities, what I've experienced lately. I appreciate it. Hopefully you guys found that interesting. The Clippers are facing the Magic on Wednesday. I put them as six-and-a-half-point favorites in that game because they didn't really play that well against the Hornets. They won against the Hornets, but they were falling short in the fourth quarter. They pulled it out. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George played, but not to the full extent. So maybe they exercise their two stars a little bit more in this one. Look out for the injury report in that game. Look at the Clippers if we think that they're going to really play Paul George and Kawhi. They're a significantly better team than Orlando. And Ben Caro, the Magic's rookie, who's an important part of their scoring at this point. With Kawhi out there? And a Clippers defense that really improves when he's out there. Significant advantage for the Clippers, even on the road. Now, they have a tough spot on the road Thursday against the Heat, do the Clippers. So buyer beware. One of those games, you're probably going to want to fade the Clippers. Really tough road stretch right now for them. Just something to consider. The Denver Nuggets go to Portland Wednesday after their big game tonight against the Mavericks right conference rival Dallas Mavericks who just got a big win against the Suns on Monday so i kind of like the nuggets tonight kind of like the nuggets early tonight especially they're really good in the first quarter but maybe we take portland tomorrow because you talk about a tough a tough back to back you got to go from your home court in denver all the way to portland that's going to be tough and portland's at at home now for a few games they're going to stay at home really nice situational advantage for them consider portland tomorrow um i would put as long as the nuggets win tonight against the mavericks i would have portland as four-point favorites tomorrow and i'd probably take him at that line i'd take him at anything under four and a half the lakers may hit pause in this long road trip that they're on right now they're facing the cavaliers tonight tuesday as i record this But they're on a back-to-back tomorrow. They have to face the Raptors Wednesday. Raptors coming off that disappointing loss to the Celtics. Raptors still at home. Tough spot for the Lakers. Maybe they sit a few players. We'll see. But Cleveland and then Toronto is a tough back-to-back. And Toronto, who just lost at home, they don't lose a lot of games at home. I'll probably play Toronto if that's four points or less. The Bulls are going to need a win Wednesday after losing three straight. They're going to be off three days of rest and their matchup against the Wizards. I have the Bulls as minus five in that game, but the Wizards are playing better basketball lately. So that's a, that's a tougher call. Celtics and the Suns, big time matchup in the West on Wednesday, but the Celtics face the Warriors on Saturday. You know, the NBA Finals opponent that they faced last season and lost to. Warriors won the title, Celtics did not. Celtics are on a revenge tour this whole season. They face the Warriors on Saturday. Maybe a look-ahead spot for the Celtics on a really tough road stretch right now. At Phoenix. Phoenix off a loss. Probably going to look at Phoenix in that game. But again, Phoenix might be favored, and it could be a situation just like the Raptors where we get a good team and a good spot favored, and the Celtics still win because they're playing out of control right now. But that is a huge look-ahead spot for the Celtics facing the Warriors on Saturday. And a very interesting matchup that I just want to watch. I would not bet this game. The hyper-efficient and high-scoring offense of the Sacramento Kings is facing the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton is back. The Bucks are getting healthy. And they are one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA, according to my power ratings, when they are healthy. So let's see how those teams add up against each other. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I still have the Bucs as minus five at home. But I wouldn't blame you if you took the Kings. Here's the exciting news. Let's end this podcast on a high note. FarleyBets.com is coming. You can actually go there right now. I don't think you'll be able to get in. But I'm creating the content that's going to go up in the site. I'm going to be able to sell my picks from that site. My podcast will move over there to that site. And of course, I would be completely remiss to not say how grateful I am to the oddsbreakers and my time here at the oddsbreakers, laying the points, channeling through the oddsbreakers. It's been probably the biggest formational, you know, foundational support system for me as a handicapper, and I am very grateful. That being said, growth is on the horizon. Even more growth in FarleyBets.com. My own site is around the corner. Something I've been working on with a really smart friend of mine. Cannot wait. Going to be even more transparent. Going to be even more brash, more my style. Going to have a lot of great guests, unique content, and new approaches to betting philosophy. You know, my background is really in academia. I, I really wanted to be like a PhD in philosophy or something. So I'm going to try and take that spin right into the sports betting industry and get as philosophical and academic as possible to, you know, develop some of my own approaches to sports betting. Because Lord knows this is a young industry with a lot of people who think they know it all. Newsflash, they don't. There's a lot to discover. There's new theories to be found. And we're going to start working on that at FarleyBets.com. Look for that in early 2023 can't wait for that thank you so much for listening everybody hope you enjoyed the leans on tomorrow's nba slate and i hope you enjoyed my transparency about what i've been experiencing the sports betting industry in general handicapper experience it's a lot godspeed love y'all grateful for you let's get some damn wins tonight let's win some damn money see you next week